Welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm John Sierra Reinecker, and I'm going to be your host on today's episode. Today, we're talking about global music movement, So Far Sounds. So to speak about that more, we've got Ginny Kim with us. Welcome, Ginny. Hi. Thank hey. <laughs> so let's start by chatting about So Far Sounds. For listeners who may be unfamiliar, what is So Far Sounds, and how can So Far help independent artists? So in a, a short description, so far is, like you said, a global movement. Um, it's a global community where artists and audience are able to experience music in an intimate setting. Um, and it's a secret show, so you don't know where it's going to be until a couple of days before, and you also don't know the lineup. So everything's kind of a, a new secret um, experience, uh, but it's always going to be the same in the sense that it's intimate and a respectful setting for both artists and the audience members. Gotcha. So what is your role with so far and how long have you been on the so far team? For so far, I've been a volunteer for three years now, about three years. Uh, for the first couple of years, I was mostly helping with social media, um, marketing. Uh, now I'm a lead ambassador for <laughs> so far sounds Atlanta. So I lead the booking of the artists and the venues, um, and manage our volunteers. Okay. Awesome. So how did you end up getting connected with so far to work with them? I, I started, I was just going to a show and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. If I want to be more involved. And so I just kind of started talking to the people, um, the so far lead at the time and got my name, um, in the list of volunteers and just started going to, more shows and volunteering and taking on more tasks. And, um, you know, eventually, especially after I graduated, when I had a little bit more time, I was like, I want to pursue doing more and helping more and growing um, so far Atlanta. So um, when I first started, we were doing one show a month, um, sometimes none a month. And now we're at three to four shows a month. So grown pretty dramatically in the past few years, I think. But. Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you enjoy most about your role with so far? Uh, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is obviously meeting everybody. I met you through so far, uh, you know, interacting with all the different organizations and, and potential venues in Atlanta. Um, I've learned so much about our city since I've started so far, um, as well as learning about, you know, all the artists and their story stories. Um, no, knowing the Atlanta music scene helps a lot with this role, but it also um, helps to know all of the different alumni that we have. Um, alumni meaning so far artists who travel to different cities and play at all the so at so far's, um, and uh, just knowing, just meeting all the different people uh, throughout all the different cities. I've actually met quite a few so far leaders from Miami to Seoul. Um, so it's been quite the experience just meeting all the different people around the music scene all over the world. <laughs> so I read up on how so far came into existence and the story is really, really awesome. 
One of the most interesting things that I've read was Sofar's mission, which is to bring back the magic of a live event experience. Um, clearly, Sofar has succeeded in its mission, um, having expanded to 408 cities across the world. So congratulations on that. What would you say is the reason behind the success of Sofar? Yeah, I think I think this is fairly easy, but uh, the, the beauty of Sofar Sounds is that, you know, every city has its own unique flair, but at the end of the day, it's still the same so far experience. And it's really hard to achieve just, you know, in any business organization setting to have that consistency, but also be able to bring that uniqueness to it. And I think so far does it really well. Um, but also the biggest thing is, you know, the, the that um, we are mostly volunteer based. So only a few of the cities have full-time staff. Um, Atlanta is all volunteers. We don't get paid to do this. And so you got to have passion behind that if you're going to be volunteering for something like this. Um, and, and that's, that's, I think that's why it's been so successful. The, the ability to, you know, have that consistency, but the uniqueness as well as, you know, having passionate people behind it. So for those who have never attended um, a So Far show, whether as a guest or a performer, what can both performers and guests expect um, when they attend a So Far show? Uh, I think <laughs> um, this, this kind of goes back to some of the things I said, but, you know, don't expect anything when you go to a So Far, but also expect that it's going to be good, I think, <laughs> um, to put it in short. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, we, I think Atlanta is really, really great because we have so many different genres of musicians here. And, um, what we try to do with our shows here is we, we usually have three artists at our shows. Um, and so we try to bring a different genre to each slot. And so you really don't know what you're going to get. You could have, we could have a, um, a jazz band, we could have a, um, a DIY rock band, you know, like it, it, it's just so um, varied. And so you don't know what you're going to get until you actually go. Um, but you know, it's going to be good and you're going to experience something that you haven't experienced before. So. So shifting gears just a little bit, we talked about things to expect and um, going to a so far show. So what are some common misconceptions that folks might have about so far, which you'd like to dispel? Thanks for letting me answer this. Cause this, this is a tough one, but it's kind of like an elephant in the room that you have to talk about. Um, there's a couple things, you know, the, the main thing that I experience every day is that, uh, people think that every city has the same process because it is a whole global movement. Um, you know, I'm, extre- I'm extremely proud of what we do in Atlanta um, and the shows that we put on, but we're definitely a much smaller scale compared to the big guys up in New York and Chicago and London, you know. Um, so we definitely, you know, ask that people not come in with preconceived notions of how we operate because Atlanta is so different and all the cities are so different. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, it's going to be the same experience. It's just the the way that we book and the way that we, you know, compensate and have volunteers is a little bit different because we don't have that full-time staff um, in Atlanta. Uh, another thing is, obviously, the uh, compensation aspect of it. You know, I know that a lot of people and a lot of my friends in the music scene who, and often these are people who don't 
who haven't ever been to a SOFAR sounds. Um, you know, they critique the way that we compensate uh, the artists and the volunteers or not compensate the volunteers. And it's it's definitely, you know, it's it's a unique process, but nothing is perfect. And, uh, you know, no, no, you can't have, you're not going to satisfy everybody. Um, but at the end of the day, it still has uh, artists who are willing to, you know, they're paying, um, they're getting paid to play a 20-minute set and have that experience with um, a new group of strangers who haven't heard their music, and then also being able to interact with artists who they might not meet otherwise. And so they're willing to come and perform for that, as well as the volunteers are wanting to spend their free time dedicating to this. So there's a lot of critique there with any organization and any uh, movement I think there is, but... Um, yeah, that's just something that I think people maybe do a little more research and actually experience it before critiquing it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but those are those are some of the most uh, common misconceptions, I would say. Okay. So now with regards to your recruitment process for performers, how do you go about scouting new talent for gigs? Um, most, mostly we look at the, um, the talent that we do have in Atlanta. So it does take a lot of uh, just putting our heads together and knowing the music scene. So we have a volunteer group of about 20. And so we all kind of come from different backgrounds, but we all have that passion for music. So we, you know, we have a, a file that we submit all of the artists that we know, as well as um, have artists who sign up on the So Far Sounds uh, platform uh, come into that file. So we look at all of the artists who signed up to play in Atlanta or or artists who we think would be good for performing at one of our shows. So um, it's just, it's a lot of different strategies all combined in one. And then we just kind of go from there to see who would be a good fit for what show. What are some qualities that you look for in terms of prospective artists to perform for so far? What type of artists grab your attention? Um, I would say artists who know how to interact with um, with audience. And you can't really see that in, you know, uh, in the music per se, but you can, and you can't even see that really in the, in some of the YouTube videos that we get, you know, but it's, it's kind of like the base of it is, you know, making sure that they're good performers, <laughs> uh, just making sure that they know, um, that their music is actually a good portrayal of what, uh, you know, we we want independent music to portray, I guess, in a way. Um, but also, you know, little things like when we, you can tell a lot by how someone emails or talks to you on the phone and just kind of that first interaction will kind of uh, portray how um, open-minded they are about the experience. And uh, that'll kind of filter out the ones who might not be the best for so far. Is so far open to performing artists at any level? So from emerging to high profile in their career? Yes, we are open to all. We've had um, some really great ones uh, that are pretty well known. Like we've had Von Gray in Atlanta. And I know Dallas had... Leon Bridges and New York had Kirano. So some of these really big artists, I think Ed Sheeran also played for our, uh, at our DC show. 
So we've had some pretty big names, um, but we're, we're open to all levels. So earlier we talked a little bit about how you scout talent for shows, strategies that come into play, et cetera. Let's talk a little bit more about like how you craft the actual show. How is each show curated? What are some of the elements that you guys consider when crafting a so far show? Yeah, it's kind of like, um, and, and like I said, we've grown to three, four shows a month. So it's kind of like playing, I don't know, like, uh, I guess putting the puzzle pieces together, but on a like hyper level, cause it's always crunch time. Um, especially cause we are all volunteers and we have our nine to five and stuff outside of so far sounds. Um, so Atlanta, uh, we, we have a file, like I mentioned before that we have all of the artists that we recommend, we recommend and that we get submissions from. Um, and so I'll, since I, I do the lead bookings for the artists, I'll look at the suggestions that we have. Um, and the file actually has all of the input from the rest of the volunteers, you know, um, like a yes, no, they would be good for so far, maybe not. Um, so take that into account. I'll start reaching out to the artists about the potential shows that we have. Um, and so they're kind of the first ones that we, uh, the first puzzle piece per se. And after that, um, I'll make sure that we have volunteers to come and, and then kind of the venue is usually the last piece. Um, and that's mostly because it's so hard to find venues, uh, to volunteer their space for the evenings and weekends and stuff. Um, but really you know, venues, we, we are kind of picky with where we host our shows because we kind of want that consistency and experiences, even though they're all unique spaces. Um, so it, that's kind of the process that we go through. It's not fully defined. Some shows are different than others. Um, but that's the general process of how our shows are curated. Have there been any success stories with artists who have done so far gigs? Yeah, I I think the biggest, I guess, success in a way is people who do so far tours. Um, and they're, you know, they travel the world doing so far shows, which is pretty cool that you can get that, you know, consistency in booking shows through just one channel. That's not really, because, you know, when, when you're a touring artist, you kind of have to figure out like what venue and which city and all these things. But, um, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that artists can, especially, you know, artists who just were just starting um, out, they're able to reach out to so far in whatever city that they want to go to and, and do a tour with that. I think that's pretty cool. So we've had a lot of artists do that. Um, and, and they love it. So I, I say that's pretty successful. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So for you personally, what has been your most memorable so far show? Definitely have to say uh, when I was visiting family in Korea, in Seoul, um, I went to a so far there and that was really, really cool. Cause I mean, it was, to be honest, it was probably the, no third so far not in Atlanta um and I just I love going to silvers that are not in Atlanta because I don't have to stress out about it <laughs> um but the the one in Seoul was in a Hanok, which is a traditional Korean house with like the wood beams and um the 
like paper doors and stuff. It was it was really nice. And uh, one of the performers there was playing with a kayagum, which is a Korean harp uh, that you kind of like lay down on the floor. And um, it was it was amazing. I just uh, she was like rapping while she was playing the harp, and it was. Um, an incredible experience. I just, I've never seen uh, Kayagum bef- like in um, a live performance before and what better place to see that for the first time than a so far in Seoul. So that was definitely by far my most memorable so far show. Wow, awesome. So I know we've kind of hit on this already, but I'd love for you to kind of expand here. Why should artists consider so far as a potential gig? What are the advantages of being a so far performer? There's so many. <laughs> the ability to connect with artists who you know may not be in your particular genre um, is is pretty amazing. Um, you know, seeing I think the most fulfilling part of a show is at the end of the show when all the all the artists are kind of exchanging numbers and instagrams and um and talking about like hey like we should do this another time and you know connecting in that sense like it's just so amazing to see because um some of these artists you know they're one one could be um a hip-hop artist another could be um a folk musician like it's and to see them connect on that level is it's pretty amazing and um so that you get that diversity in artists that you can connect with um, and then the ability to showcase your music and your art to a bunch of strangers who might not know your name and your music. Um, that's that's also pretty incredible, I think, and uh, a unique opportunity that you can't get elsewhere. So definitely consider so far as a potential gig. Yeah. Now, in comparison specifically to traditional performance gigs, what additional advantages to so far have why should artists pursue so far versus a booking agent i'd say again going back to um that you know unique experience that you get but also you know um uh i don't know how to say this without like (laughs) sounding uh mean but i've i've been you know i've dealt with some booking agents who aren't as friendly because they know that they have a name and a reputation. Um, while so far people, we're all volunteers and we're all really friendly with one another. I think maybe we drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, but <laughs> uh, part of that, you know, you know that you're going to have a really, you know, intimate, respectful uh, interaction with so far. Um, so, you know, I think that also adds a lot to whether you want to book with so far or, um, uh, a booking agent, but also on that, you know, level, you have, um, most of the so far volunteers and ambassadors are already in the Atlanta music scene. So, or are in the local music scene. So we can hook you up with booking agents that we know as well. So you kind of get the best of both worlds with so far. Um, you're able to do it so far. And if you're able to stay another night, then maybe you can get another gig at another venue in that city that you're in so um yeah cool. <laughs> I say that's that's what I need to book with so far okay now do you personally believe there's a right time for artists to seek a booking agent or do you believe artists should handle booking all on their own I think um uh you know seeking a booking agent you know that's 
that's up to where you are in your career and how comfortable you you feel with uh, booking or you know how how well you know the people in the network. Um, but also when you find a booking agent, you know, make sure that that person understands your vision, but don't let them have all of the control. Make sure you have your voice, even if you don't, if even if you think that they understand it fully. Um, so keeping that balance is really important. I think, like, even if you have a booking agent that you've known for, you know, forever. What Hopefully if- that answers that question. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> so. What additional advice do you have for aspiring artists with regard to booking and touring? You know, make sure you explore and meet people. And, you know, it's such an easy cop-out answer, but really, like, networking is so important. (laughs) It's definitely the biggest thing that you can do for your success in the show business. And, um, you know, it's, it's how you can connect to places that you might not even know or places that you want to get to. Um, and, and that kind of goes in line with what I said before, you know, don't let anyone have all the control in your music career. Um, make sure you find that balance and make sure you work with people that you trust and, and uh, can help you get far, get to far places. What additional advice do you have for independent artists looking to book a so far show? Um, really, it's as easy as going on our platform and signing up uh, as an artist or emailing the specific city that you want to perform in. So um, when you email, you know, make sure you include your music and your videos. We, ha- we do have a lot of artists who kind of email without any um, links to anything. And that is kind of hard to like, you know, to book someone when you don't know what they sound like. <laughs> so make sure you include all that. And uh yeah, I think, you know, ask, reach out and um, maybe go to a so far and talk to that lead or volunteer there. So you, they, they know you face to face and have that, oh, oh, hey, this person was up to so far uh, when when you email them. So yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing, really. <laughs> Lastly, Jenny, what's the best way for listeners to get connected with you directly? Can you be best reached on social media? And where can one learn more about so far sounds? I'd say sofarsounds.com has all the information you need. Um, and it has uh, a really, it's a very interactive site and you can go to the specific city that you want to go to and um, check out the dates of shows that that city has um, and sign up um, or, you know, email. We're really, we're usually really good about uh, responding and um, the SoFar global team can also help with any inquiries that you have. So uh, sofarsound.com is a great way to connect with all the different cities and all the different people that you want to connect with within the SoFar community. All right, folks. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to Music Made Me, rate us on iTunes, and follow us on social media at TuneCore.